Welcome to the Intentional Father Podcast. For us fathers, parent our children, not by accident, but with intent. I'm your host, Aaron Stroman. Welcome to episode 11, money. This is a money episode. We're going to talk about finances, teaching your kids about money, what your role can be with that, fathers, how you can raise up your kids with good finances. But first, quick little update. I did something for the first time this week. I walked my daughter into an airport, down to the gate, so she could get on an airplane by herself. She flew by herself. She's 14 years old. She did not have any layovers. She had family in Florida waiting for her at that gate. But it was a little harder than what I thought it would be. My baby's growing up, but she did great. No problems. So that was good. And I've had some one-on-one time with my son since my daughter's out of town. It's summertime. She's uh yeah, she's she's kind of working with her aunt. And so my son and I are getting some manly time in, so that's good. We're having great conversation. And I'm having fun. I'm a routine guy. Summer always throws off my routine, but I try to go with the flow, be flexible. And so it's been a good season for me. Let's talk about money. I believe that parents should be the ones to teach their children about money. As always, fathers, this has to start with you. You can't teach something that you don't know. You can't sincerely teach something that you aren't yourself practicing. If your financial situation sucks, or if you don't have good financial intelligence, go to, go to your church. Find a Financial Peace University. Take, take the course. Dave Ramsey has a great program. Get your finances in order. Get out of debt. <laughs> Work within your own budget. Work under your budget so you have some retention, some savings. And if you're balling and you're, you're crushing it, make sure you teach your children to do the same because kids go away to college and they have no idea about finances and the credit cards are there and they, they hunt down. Like they're like predators, financial predators are, the, are credit cards and they feast on college kids, on those young adults. So fathers, we have to teach our children financial intelligence the Bible has a lot to say about money, and money is one of the one of the paradoxes in Scripture. Sometimes it's talked about as a good thing. Sometimes it's talked about as a bad thing. We all probably think of a verse in Timothy. You know, the 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 love of money is the root of all evil. But that's talking about the love of money. We don't want to teach our kids to be greedy. But if we think of the picture that Jesus paints of the kingdom of God, of heaven, it always has to do with abundance, a banquet table with lots of food, streets made of gold, mansions. So that's, that's, our, that's our picture of heaven. It's where there is no lack, no need. And so if we're going to bring heaven to earth, it's okay to be financially secure. Some people teach us depravity, state of life where you can't follow Christ unless you're just poor. And I don't believe that. That's not true. I think you can follow Christ if you're poor, but I think I think it's okay to be wealthy. 
Proverbs 8, 18. This is actually wisdom speaking. She says, with me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. So wisdom accompanies wealth. Proverbs 14, 20 says, the poor are shunned even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. Proverbs 17, 16 says, why should fools have money in hand to buy wisdom when they are not able to understand it? This idea that uh, just because you have money, it, that's that's not everything. There are some things more valuable. Wisdom is more valuable. Why should fools have money? No, it's if you're foolish and you get money, that doesn't help your situation. It's it's like these poor people who win the lottery. Five years later, they're just as poor. They're in the same spot. It's it. It's not a lack of money. It's a, it's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of understanding. It's a lack of wisdom. So fathers, we need to teach our kids the wisdom of finances. I'm going to share with you how I do it. There's 101 different ways you can do this. I'm just going to share with you my practice. Part of this is what was done and, and modeled for me. Part, part of this is my upbringing. Um, I have evolved and enhance this for my kids. So I'm just going to share with you what I do. And a lot of the concept here comes around the idea uh, that I believe children, while they're under your roof, even when they're little, I mean, you could start this in kindergarten. Little kids, they need to learn how to have money, what it is like to have money in their possession, in their ownership, and how to deal with it and manage it. So I when I started this, my kids were in elementary school, maybe second, ah, they may have been kindergarten and first grade. I would give them, uh, I would give them five dollars. Now, first, I when I say give, I would give it to them. Some of you may say, oh, I want my kids to earn money. Well, there's okay, that's fine. The reason I like to give my kids money was I did attach it to some general responsibilities. So it'd be like an allowance. So we can we can call it an allowance. Also, when I give the kids money, because they didn't earn it, I'm giving it to them, I get to decide what they do with it. That some may say that's a bit controlling, but it's not. I don't I don't control what they do with the money they earn, but I do control what they do with the money that I give them. So those are the, the and so I distinguish that. That's being authoritative that is not being an authoritarian and that's what we want to be we want to be authoritative we don't want to be an authoritarian though we don't want to be identified and defined as that but as a father you are the authority in your house so be authoritative so i give my kids five bucks each at the time it was it was on my payday schedule which is bi-weekly so every two weeks i'm giving my kids five bucks the reason I started there is because that does easy math. And so here, here's a plan that I'm going to break it down and get into it and then talk about the evolution. My kids got $5. I taught them to give a tithe of 10%. Taught them to save 20%. And then they had left over 70% to do whatever they want with. So they tithe 10, save 20, then they have 70 to do whatever they want with. Why did I teach them to tithe 10%? This is part of generosity. It's part of the Christian walk. Most of the time, it was going to our local church, but if they wanted to give to a nonprofit organization, that was fair game. But I want to teach my kids generosity, and I want to teach this at a young age. 
If you can learn to be generous with your money when you have $5 and that grows throughout the rest of your life when you're making a salary of $100,000, that that can continue to be a part of your financial lifestyle, generosity, giving away at least 10%. Some people think, nah, it's only five bucks. It'll be a lot easier when I have more money to get, you know, to give some away. It's not true. If you can't do it with five bucks, you can't do it with 500. You can't do it with 5,000. So teach your kids how to be generous. Teach the principle of tithes. Teach the principle of giving an offering. Uh, even just random generosity, helping someone out. It's a great thing to do. 20% into savings account. So if you think about it, $5, well, 10% of $5 is 50 cents. So they're putting 50 cents in the offering plate. No big deal. It's easy math. And, and so I'm teaching my kids algebra, right? Percentages at, the, at a young age too. 20% of $5 is $1. So they're saving a dollar every two weeks. They're putting it in a savings account. They get to watch it grow. And then they have 70% left over, which is $3.50. Now, this is, this is when they're young. Uh, I could afford to give them five bucks each as well. So that's, that's part of my philosophy. You know, and they don't really need a whole lot. You know, $3.50 for a kindergartner. What, you know, what does he need? You know, we, we go to Walmart. He wants to buy a toy or some candy. Now, all of a sudden, I've given him money. It's like... You buy it with your own money. Oh, you don't have enough. Save up. And they couldn't use their savings account money for that, but they could save up their own extra money, their disposable money. And it teaches kids how to save. And, you know, little side benefit, parents, it makes it easy to tell kids no when they want you to buy something at the store. No, I'm not going to buy it. You use your own money for it. They start getting a sense of the value of a dollar. They start to understand, oh, this stuff costs money. It, you know, it, puts, it, it gives a, a point of reference. It gives some accountability. Oh, man, if I want that toy, that's $10. Woo, I'm going to have to save up for like three or, f- three or four paychecks. was two months. Oh, okay, so it, it gives a, a little reality check for the kids. Now, this is a, the next level, which, which is a little harder to explain on an audio podcast, but I'll, I'll do my best. Whatever my kids chose to give in generosity above 10%, so 10% is 50 cents, whatever they gave above 50 cents, I would actually match it. So let's say my daughter wanted to give $1.50 to the church. So she's given her 50 cents plus a dollar. I match that dollar, that amount that's over the 50 cents. So she ends up with $2.50 in her hand to put in the offering plate. I did the same thing for ties, whatever, or for savings. I did the same thing for savings account. Whatever they decide to put in their savings over that 20%, I would match it so it gets doubled. So their 20% of the $5, that's a dollar that you have to put in savings. But if they want to put in another dollar on top of that, I'll match that dollar. Now they have $3 depositing into their savings account. Why would I do the matching thing? For a couple reasons. One, to encourage generosity and saving. Two, to start giving a little bit of a glimpse of of the employer matching retirement 
A lot of companies have that. It's a great benefit. Matching retirement up to X amount percent, that's free money. So I teach my kids, take advantage of it. Now, sometimes my kids, they, they wouldn't walk away with any money in their hand. They'd give their offering, they'd put their dollar into, into savings, and they put the extra $3 in there. So I'm doing $3. So they're, they're getting $8 in their savings account. And so I had, to kind of, I had to dish out that money. But it's teaching, it's teaching a reward system for being generous and for being wise when it comes to saving. I never had to teach my kids how to spend money. They could figure that out on their own. You give them a couple bucks and put them in the store, they can spend it all really fast. They, they naturally had that talent. They needed to learn how to save money and how to be generous with it. So, so that was my practice. Now, it's, as the kids have grown, as my salary has grown, as their maturity has grown, their allowance has grown. So, and, and, and now currently I get paid monthly, so they get an allowance monthly. They're getting $40 a month, so that's $10 a week about, but the same percentages apply. So, you know, it's, it's grown a little bit. Um, and we just had a conversation because my kids are at that age. They're not driving yet, but they are making money. They're babysitting. They're, they're doing work. Uh, my son's a little entrepreneur. He's, he's buying and selling. He, I mean, I'm amazed at how much money they make. And I finally told him, I said, Hey guys, the reason I started this system with you is to teach you how to be generous and how to save, how to be wise with your money, how to respect and obey God with your money. And the goal is so that you'll do this with your finances when dad isn't around, when you're at college, when you get your first full-time job, when you get to decide on your own what you do with your money, when dad's no longer deciding for you. And so I encourage them, you know, are you going to be obedient to God with your money when you're making it on your own? And I, again, this goes back to the controlling thing. If, you know, my daughter babysits and makes a hundred bucks, I don't tell her what to do with that money. I ch- I've challenged her recently what to do with that money, but it's up to her. But she has had this process modeled for her and modeled with her for years and years and years. In fact, after I had that conversation with my kids, my daughter was like, so what, what does that look like? You know, like how, how do you, cause I was talking about, you know, planning for gas money and insurance money, you know, and she's asking, you know, how, what, what does that really look like? And, and so I brought her down, showed her my Excel sheet that I have my budget on. We talked about the Dave Ramsey cash envelope system. She really got it. She was asking good questions and it's age appropriate. She's 14 turning 15 this summer. I mean, she's at that age where money's going to start coming in. Work's going to start happening. Uh, the, the gas bill for her cars, you know, she's going to have to start putting gas in her car and buying insurance, not paying for all of it. Parents are going to help her out, but paying for some of it. So she's, you know, she's, she's asking the right questions and she's got, she's in, she's finished ninth grade. So, I mean, she's got eight years of this under her belt already. And I think it's, I think it's going to pay off. Okay. So, uh, we sat down, looked at the Excel sheet. You know, I talked about how I divvy out money, um, how I how I tell my money where to go. Dave Ramsey teaches a zero balance budget. I subscribe to it. I tell all my money where to go as soon as I get paid, so I'm not guessing, so I'm not 
uh, wondering, you know, by the 28th of the month, when my life insurance premiums do, where does that money come from? It's like, I've already set that aside, already done it. It's taken care of. She really, she really grabbed onto it. So saying all that, that's just one way that you can teach your kids how to be responsible with money. Now all of a sudden they have some cash in their pocket. They are getting used to carrying around money. They're getting used to bank accounts growing as my kids' savings accounts have grown. Because sometimes they'll get they'll get money for birthdays. I'll say, all right, Dad, I want to save all this. I want, you cool doubling it? And it's like, yeah, I will. And that's cost me a little money. But some, their bank accounts have grown so large that, it, or their savings accounts in the bank has grown so large, I've opened up uh, investment accounts. So both my kids own some Starbucks stock, some uh, so, some other stocks, you know, so they, have, I mean, it's it's grown and they get to see this grow with their own eyes. And they're doing this all before they're 18. I think it's a good move. So fathers, take advantage of it. Um, when they were a couple years after we got into this, so they were probably on a fourth or fifth grade. I think I gave each kid like a $20 bill. I put my initials on the back of it and said, Hey, this is my $20, but I want you to carry it in your wallet. Just so you get used to the feeling of having larger bills in your wallet. You're not allowed to spend it because it's not yours. It's mine. I might need it from you sometime, but I want you to carry it. Again, it's another good skill to have. Remember the first time you got a $100 bill? You were like freaking out. You felt so rich. I want my kids to have that skill to develop that feeling and and responsibility while they're under my care. I I think this is missing in a lot of in a lot of family culture. So let's be intentional fathers about what we are doing when it comes to finances in our kids. Let's raise them up so they don't walk out of college with a bunch of college debt, credit card debt, auto loan debt. Let's set up our children for success. Let's start building a legacy. Let's start blessing other people. Here's my last evolution that I'll share with you guys. I started a donor-advised fund, DAF. If you're not familiar with that, Google it, look it up. It's basically a way where you can uh, donate money to that fund so you get the tax write-off for the year, but it sits and grows in that fund, and you can decide what organization you want to give it to whenever you want to give it to. It can be five years from now. You can let it grow. The fund holders will invest that money and let it grow, but... It's a, it's a great financial tool. So I, I made one for the Stroman family. So now myself and my kids are contributing into that and we're going to make family decisions how to give that money away. It'll be to churches, it'll be to Christian nonprofits, it may be to non-Christian nonprofits. And what is that doing? That's teaching that legacy element of generosity. We're going to be giving away bigger chunks of money instead of it, it, with less frequency. Instead of giving away money every week or two weeks or month, we're going to be giving away a gift like once once a year, once every couple of years, maybe every 18 months, bigger chunks of that. And we're going to have discussions 
the kids are going to come to the table with some ideas. I'm going to come to the table's ideas. We're going to discuss it, decide who should get what, how much. And again, that's building the legacy for our children to be generous. Because we want our kids to be financially successful, financially stable, and financially generous. So that's what I got for you today. I hope this has been an encouragement. If you just need some help with your personal finances, you don't know where to start, contact me. Let's talk it through. I'd love to help get you in a position so you can pay it forward to your own children. But let's be intentional when it comes to finances and our fatherhood. God bless.